Good morning, everybody in the world. Man, I love these summer mornings. You know, you wake up at 5, 5.30, you roll outside to let the dog out because you know he's up as well. And I look at the east and I see that ball of fire that lights the world and warms my soul. It's called the sun. Hey, good morning, everybody. And hey, Lori Few, did you see the sun this morning? I didn't see it at 5.30. (laughs) (laughs) The dog can wait. Well, now, listen, uh, certain things in life can't wait. And one of them is called uh, Jimmy's comforter to the bed being soaked. So, uh, <laughs> Well, nobody wants that. So, okay, 530 it is then. As they said on the YouTube, ain't nobody got time for that, Lori. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good morning. I guess you've had your coffee like you're like ready to take on the world here on a Monday morning. I'm ready to take on the world. I'm excited. I love summer. It's hot. And so is my coffee. That's all. That's the only thing I like hot. Yeah, well, now, and my wife, smoking hot wife, smoking hot wife, people, but that's just how it is. Uh, me and Talladega Nights, uh, we got it together here, smoking hot wife. Uh, no, uh, you know, on a serious note, you know, I go into summer with this excitement, Lori, don't you? Like, you know, this is a chance for growth. It's a time that I can really maybe expand on some of my reading. It's just not the pressure of the January through May time where you're really busy in our line of work and business is busy, busy, busy. And you have a time to reflect and think, and you're out there outside thinking, and you sit out and you're in that sun and you go, you know, five minutes is enough. So then you go inside <laughs> and you five do your thinking in the air conditioner. Is that how that works? Yes, absolutely. Especially when you have fair skin like I do. We The sun is not my friend unless I am SPF 100 plus. There you go. Well, and you know, <laughs> I go to the dermatologist, you know, I recommend this for everyone, but you, you check your doctor. I'm not a doctor, of course, but one of the things I do as a habit, we're going to talk about some habits today of uber successful people is Lori, I go to my dermatologist, as you've heard the story, I'm not going to regale you again with my <laughs> Iron Man story, but yes. I go every fall and have her do this body scan thing, you know, And uh, I got to tell you, it is to me very worthwhile because, you know, the epidermis is the largest organ of the body, right? Oh, we're getting science up here this morning. Oh, man. You got that right. All right. So anyway, (laughs) (laughs) so let's uh, let's take just a few minutes and regale and share all of our subscribers. Folks, we appreciate you more than we can even express in words for listening to this podcast, share this podcast, particularly this one today. I really believe Lori and I are going to bring you something that if applied, and that's the key, if applied could change your life and those of your loved ones, your fellow teammates at work, wherever you congregate, they could change their lives as well by applying these five very simple yet powerful habits. You know, one of the greatest strengths of the uber successful people is the ability they have to create and continue good habits. Now, yes, Lori, we have some bad habits. Lori, for example, drinks like seven cups of coffee every morning, but <laughs> we, we, that may not be a bad habit for her, but you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about it, but you know, I don't know Lori, if the rules 21 days, I don't know if it's 90 days, I don't know whatever time it is to establish a habit, but whatever it does and whatever it takes for us to get that habit ingrained so that we perform it subconsciously. That's what we're after here. You know, Admiral William H. McRaven in his book, Make Your Bed, describes the necessary discipline and habits for ultimate performance in life. If you haven't read that book, it's on our Live a Life by Design uh, website, and you'll see it under Jimmy's Top Reads. It is a fantastic small book. You can read it in just a couple hours. 
But this book gives you some great habits. And this admiral of the Navy came across these habits that made him so successful in his career. And I'm going to share with you the very first habit. It's called make your bed when you arise in the morning. Lori, believe it or not, it's not that hard, so, right? So true. I am such a stickler on this one. And I don't know, maybe my parents ingrained that in me when I was a child, but it is a constant struggle. When I married my husband, he is very much a, that can wait. I don't, I'm not doing that. Like, and I'll it be was one of the thing tonight. What's up with that, right? I know. <laughs> it was so stressful. When we first got married, I, I thought, what have I done? Have I made a mistake? Like this guy doesn't make the bed every day. What? Uh, so I absolutely agree. That's one of the very first things that I do. It's, it's one of, uh, it's such an easy thing to do, but it just, I don't know. It kind of sets the tone, like get up. That's one of the things that you do. I mean, it just, I don't know. <laughs> I love that. Now, first of all, no, you didn't make a mistake marrying my buddy. Okay. He, he's a good uh, well. dude. Don't, don't worry about that part, <laughs> but you know, making your bed, according to Admiral McRaven, is that small victory at the early minutes of your day that says to your brain, hey, we got one we can check off and let's go grab a bigger one, right? So basically he's saying our brain goes to work producing the hormones or endorphins and those things to really empower us to take on bigger and bigger victories for the rest of the day. So you achieve those great accomplishments. Brian Tracy, whose life is one of the greatest success stories on the planet. This man was living in his car, Lori. He had hit the skids, if you will, turned his life around. He's one of the most successful authors, speakers, and owns his own entrepreneurial company across the globe. He has been speaking on stages that range hundreds of thousands of people. And he wrote a book that I love. I've read it a couple of times. I highly recommend it. The book is titled No Excuses, The Power of Self-Discipline. The underlying theme of this book is real simple. It's that each of us has the power to bring self-discipline in our life in many aspects. For example, then the areas of finance, physical health, marriage, work, and simply peace of mind. Don't laugh, Lord. We can have a habit to work on our peace of mind. That anxiety of the world of which we can't control is not something we need to focus on. Let's focus on a habit of being peaceful in our minds. So today, Lori and I are going to share our top five habits of the uber successful and how you too can adopt these habits to change your life in a powerful way. Okay, so here we go. Five. We're going to count them down. We're going to start with number one. First of all, uber successful. I don't know anymore. If, if you talk to the younger people, they think Uber is a form of transportation. Uh, <laughs> so this morning, the topic, you know, Uber is is just I actually had to look up the definition and it's just a, let's say a quick synopsis of the word is um, extra or that much over the top. So our first uber successful habit that we're going to talk about this morning is being deliberate. And I know that sounds kind of simple, but it's something that we struggle with as adults to be deliberate, to make a significant compound thought process that equals a choice. You have to be deliberate in your actions, in your motivation, in your follow through and in your execution. If you stay conscious of that, it takes significant matters and it makes them situational. So prior to making a big decision, if you're deliberate in your thought process, in the way you approach it, in the way you tackle it, it always makes a habit that much more important. And if you're deliberate in that decision making, it almost validates you in a way to say, 
I did all of my research ahead of time. I planned out my process. I thought of everything I could think. And it's a deliberate function. And I don't know, seven days, 21 days, I'm really going to have to remember what it does, how long it takes to form a habit. Uh, because being deliberate is one that I struggle with that I have to continually work. So I'm glad we're covering it first because I feel like it's the most difficult. And then we can move on to some of those easier ones that I don't necessarily struggle with as much. Well, you know, Lori, Jim Rohn, one of my mentors, has many of his books, but his his book about leading an inspired life has in there about the setting of the sail. And what he's talking about is being deliberate, right, during your day. So not very many things get accomplished for greatness. If you just get out of bed, you don't make it to start with, right? But anyway, you, right? you go to work and you don't have anything planned for the day. Guess what happens? The day runs you. Uber successful people run their day. I love that. Be deliberate. Be deliberate. And I think it's important. And it comes in different, it comes in different form and different structure for different people and in dis- different aspects of their life. Um, you know, everybody's entitled to have that day off. But even in your day off, if you have that structure of being deliberate in your daily life, in your work life, in your business life, or in your nonprofit life, even on the weekends, it makes things a little bit easier because you're still practicing that habit. So do you, uh, you know, Lori, do you deliberately drink coffee every morning? I deliberately make sure that my route to work every day passes two different coffee places. Folks, she doesn't even leave the home. She knows exactly and deliberately where she's going to be trailing that day. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. So habit number one is be deliberate. Habit number two, oh, this is a great one, Lori. We've already talked a little bit about this in our opening today. Uber successful people claim small victories daily knowing that the accumulation of these small victories lead to exponentially winning in their life. Oh man, I get goosebumps on this. I'll tell you, Lori, I have done something. I'm almost a little bit of ashamed of, but I do it for the mental reason of doing this small victory claiming. Um, I've done some things I didn't even have on my task list for the day that were really big deals. It just, I didn't even think or plan on, but they, they came to my mind and they came about and I got them done. And I did something you should never do, but I did it. I then wrote it on my list of to-dos and I put a little box there and I checked it. So I I know what you're thinking. That's backwards, Jimmy. That's not being deliberate. You're correct. But I love to claim small victories. And Lori, let me tell you why. Those small steps we take today build giant leaps later. And so I love doing four or five, six wins in a day. As a matter of fact, I track them as wins. So, hey, what I do today, what I get done well And what could I do tomorrow to build on that? And to me, those small wins are the foundation to success on a daily basis. Small wins are great motivators too. You never really, you know, especially when you're not expecting a small victory like that, you're like, whoa. I mean, sometimes it can really give you a boost in your attitude and your mood. It can change your entire perspective. You know, something small comes out of nowhere and you're like, yes, I crushed that. I'm going to take that W. Absolutely. I love small victories. Um, I had a small victory recently. <laughs> um, this is terrible. I'm going to tell off on myself. So I recently was traveling and I arrived to my destination, uh, unpacked my car, went on about my day. That evening came out to get in my car to go somewhere. And immediately I get in the car and I see that my check tire light is on. And I thought, oh man, I was by myself. Uh, well, I, by myself. I had another person with me, but two women essentially. 
And how are we going to tackle this problem of my check engine light being on? Because for one, we're parked on the second floor of a parking garage, cars all around, not sure what to do, no security person in sight to call. Immediately, I thought, okay, I can call roadside assistance. And I thought, well, it might take them forever to get here. I don't know what I'm going to do. And so we put our heads together. We went to the back of my car and I had remembered that my dear sweet husband, who is always prepared for any situation in life, had purchased a jumper battery pack all-in-one air compressor gadget for Christmas. And it had been in the back of my car and I didn't even, I thought, I've never used this, this is whatever, but it's back there. And so the two of us put our heads together. We figured out how to unattach whatever it was, the thingy, I don't know that goes on your tire. This is terrible. I should know more about cars, but we figured out how to get it in there. Yes. 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 Okay. So that thingy, (laughs) (laughs) we got the the tire aired up until the light went off. We drove just a short distance to the closest car dealership to get my tire fixed. And lo and behold, it was the small victory that turned out to be the biggest thing. I felt so accomplished. I felt so proud of myself. I did it by myself. I didn't have, I wasn't a damsel in distress. I didn't need anybody to help me. We just figured it out. And so for all of you out there that are listening, that struggle with car things, you can do it. There are small victories. Folks, I just want you to know that small victories now led to her applying for NASCAR as a tire changer on the NASCAR. uh, Oh, I, I am far from that, but I will say that small victories really can make a huge difference. I mean, it's empowering, it's motivating, and it solidifies even as an adult that you're capable of accomplishing something that you absolutely did not have on your to-do list. It was a roadblock in your day, but you are still able to overcome and you too can take the thingy and put it on your tire. <laughs> your grasp up. of technical car knowledge is just inspiring to me. I it's love it. Terrible. It's terrible. You know, I don't want to say this and I'm not trying to embarrass her too badly folks, but those of you listening, know, I just pick on Lori a little bit because well, first she's a great lady and an excellent co-host, but I will tell you if there's anyone I could see in a jumpsuit that has all of those nice patches on it for all the different car part manufacturers, <laughs> And has an air gun in her hand and a helmet on that goes, woo, woo. that would be Lori, I think, yeah. at the NASCAR race. So, <laughs> oh, Yes, that was me in my moment in the parking garage trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Which that story is a perfect segue into our habit number three. And so gratitude. Gratitude is a habit that all uber successful people practice on a daily basis. Um, and I think just by telling that story, first of all, I just told off on myself. I'm sorry to my husband who, you know, <laughs> prepared me and equipped me and he didn't, you know, here I am saying I'll never use that or whatever, but I'm super grateful that he looks out for me and that he, <laughs> I, I have much gratitude for that. Um, I think we all need that person in our lives that's looking out for our next step and our best interest and in helping us to know things about ourselves that we don't even think that we need to know, but, you know, we managed to find out. So Gratitude is something that we talk a lot about on this podcast. I love talking about it. Uh, Every time I get a chance to express gratitude or appreciation for something or someone, it just reminds me of being able to control the environment that I'm in. We are so lucky to have so many, not, not just freedoms and possibilities and opportunities, but every single day we get an opportunity to choose to be grateful and to express that gratitude to other people. I've learned a lot from Jimmy just by being around him and learning from him and listening to him talk. And I love the fact that he journals. 
So yes, I too have picked up journaling. I am not anywhere near as good as Jimmy. I don't do it every night. Um, I'm getting there. It's, it's getting better. Uh, but I have taken up the sticky note route. I love my, my new thing now is to write on a sticky note. I appreciate you. Thank you. Have a great day. You know, thanks for picking up my copies. Thanks for making my coffee. I, it, it's just, and it's random and it seems silly at times, but I love seeing somebody smile when they walk by and see a sticky note. I don't typically sign them. Like, I, I, but I think people have kind of figured out that it's me. <laughs> it's, but it's kind of like a calling card. I found that that's a, a great way to express gratitude to people because a lot of times people can't accept compliments. Um, we struggle with that as adults and as women and as men, you know, we don't say it enough and we don't accept compliments enough. And it's really hard sometimes to listen to someone pay you a compliment or express how grateful they are for something that you've done or something that you've contributed to something, even if it's small or even if it's large. So little ways to express your gratitude. I highly recommend the anonymous sticky note. I call it stick and run. I just stick it to something and run away. <laughs> I'm going to stick it to you and I'm out of here, buddy. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you it's know, I got to tell you, that's a similar type thing. I didn't have post-it notes when I was a lot younger and I got it out of college and I wanted to get in some habits of personal hygiene things such as flossing. Don't know about you, but I was not the consistent flosser I should have been as I got out of undergrad school. So I pinned this, no, I pinned, I taped this note to my mirror and, and I'm serious. And it said floss now. And so every time, as soon as I yeah. get up, I go in to shave. Oh, I got a floss after I brush. So I, I, I had it there. And I noticed after about a month, seriously, about 30 days of doing this, I just it automatically subconsciously went out and I just started brushing my teeth and I'd floss after I shaved. And, and it came to be such a habit. Now I don't even think about it. You know I mean? I'm just one of those things. But these little notes of gratitude that you're talking about, to me, that is the largest muscle of the emotions that can build and move worlds, in my opinion. If you're not grateful for what you have now, what do you think about gaining more? It just, to me, does not make sense that you would be entitled to more if we're not grateful for what we have now. And you're going to laugh. So I've actually been grateful for things that happened that just didn't seem positive. You know, I'm grateful that I had the relationship with my sister at the age of 35 that died of leukemia. I'm grateful. You see, I didn't focus on the negative. I'm grateful I had that relationship I had with her. I didn't like the fact she left so soon, but I'm grateful. So that's my point. We can exercise that muscle daily, almost hourly, if not by the minute, by doing something Lori said. You know, showing gratitude toward others, to me, is that exercise of gratitude that pays big, big dividends. I mean, it's big. Love it that is one. big. Love that one. Habit number four, uber successful people. Oh, I love this word because it reminds me of Lori when she's on the groove, man. When she's at that, <laughs> oh, no. when she's at that employment during the day and she is managing and running thousands of kids' lives and hundreds of teachers and all this stuff. She's in the administration building and she is the, the habit of fearless. Oh. She is fearless in her pursuit of her goals. I love that. So nothing and no one can keep an uber successful person that's fearless from achieving the goals in their life if they were properly set based on their own morals and beliefs. You know, this tenacity that these people exhibit in being fearless, to me, it's the key of to continuing growth as a person. And to be successful in life, you must be fearless. Sometimes you have to do what Eleanor Roosevelt instructed. 
this great lady that actually achieved much more greatness after she left the White House. Of course, we know the president had deceased during his term, right start of his fourth term, but she left the White House and she said something. I love this, Lord. It resonates to me today. She said, each day, do something that scares you. Isn't that cool? I, and it's so, it's so absolutely true. That is such a, a true statement even now. I feel like, you know, we've talked a lot about the the world post COVID. We did so many things each and every day during that time that were scary. And and look, here we are. We're still here. We're still growing and succeeding and and being fearless. But absolutely, I I definitely think that super uber successful people do things all the time that could be scary, and they're still fearless and they still continue forward, trudging on regardless of the situation or the circumstances. Have you ever zip lined, Lori? No, I'm, I'm, I'm too scared. <laughs> okay, folks, I weigh 240 pounds and I get on this zip line and it's, uh, I'm not exaggerating. We're probably, I don't know, 60 feet up in the air. And uh, oh. this gentleman says, there's nothing you need to do, Mr. Williams. You just need to sit here. You got these leather gloves on, you know, and you got this cable. So your life is holding above the floor of the forest, 60 feet, on one cable and they've hooked you into this it's called a diaper apparatus we used it when we we're repelling and stuff uh, boy scout thing nothing to worry about lord uh, but it, not, not a real diaper uh, so what it does is it hooks around you through your waist and your legs so that you can't fall out right now you can and i proved it you can go upside down unintentionally uh, because you're screaming as you're going down this line <laughs> Now, I don't want to get too scientific, Lori. You know, I started out with a little sciencey stuff. So here's a little bit more. Did you know the heavier an object is, the faster its speed will gain on a downhill incline? And the I reason I knew that is because the young man that was about half my size, supposed to stop me at the other tree, is yelling, pull the brake, the handbrake. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lori, I was fearless. I hit that kid, knocked him right oh, off the tree. I yeah. did my job, okay? I took that tree as if I were commandeering a, a tank in World War II from an enemy, buddy. So anyway, that's a true story. I loved it. So that first one I didn't, you know, I was a little nervous about it. I wasn't screaming like a girl. I was screaming in a real deep voice. But anyway, uh, so <laughs> anyway, this young man, he didn't get knocked off. He actually kind of jumped out of the way because I was coming in, as they say, on the deck of these aircraft carriers. I was coming in hot, Lori. So, well, uh, first of all, you're way more of a risk taker than I am. My feet need to be on the floor. I There's no way I would be terrified to do anything that's dangerous like that. I consider that dangerous. I, I'm not a roller coaster person. I'm not a get on a boat type of person. I, <laughs> so folks, you're the first ones to hear it here. I am going to mark this as a day of challenge for Lori. She and I are uh -oh. going to take our respective spouses and we're going to hit like some of the roller coasters and stuff next time we're anywhere near, uh, you know, a Disney world or we're anywhere near universal or wherever we're going to ride some rides and Lori's going to come out of this, what I consider a cocoon of comfort. We got to get out of that <laughs> and get your wings spread and get you some of this fearlessness. All right. Okay. Challenge accepted. <laughs> uh, I've been called out. I don't like to be, I, I can't be called out. Challenge accepted. Yes. It's going to be scary. It'll be well-documented. I'm sure. And, you know, at the end of the day, you'll be a braver person that then will look at the next hill and go, I can climb that hill. All I right? can do it. Checking yes. it off the list. Well, habit number five leads to knowledge, which I feel like now I've just been, I've been 
schooled and given some knowledge about what my future holds. It's kind of scary now that I've accepted the Jimmy Williams get out of your comfort zone challenge. Stay tuned for future um, podcast about that. But knowledge is the key to power for uber successful people. You'll find that most powerful, successful people read books and take courses to grow their intellect and use that power in ways that help their company, their team, and their community to be better. You know, in the words of my husband, he is constantly learning. He sometimes drives me crazy. He wants to learn. If it sparks his interest, he will do his complete 100% due diligence to learn everything he can. Um, I And I learned from him through osmosis, I feel like. He, several years ago, decided that he wanted to take up beekeeping. And so here we are seven years later, and I learned and know more about beekeeping than I ever could have possibly imagined. Knowledge is powerful, and it turns into success because once we know better, we do better. We feel better. We act better. And it spills over into the people and the communities and the businesses and the organizations that we work with. It's it's just it's almost infectious in a way. Knowledge is something that is compound. It's resolute. It's concrete. It's something that we strive for. We yearn for it. We want it. We want to know everything we can possibly know about something. Uh, and, and uber successful people take knowledge. And I think they turn that into so much of a positivity of sharing it with other people. That's what helps them build on their success. Uh, knowledge is something that you once you have it, you can't take it away from someone. And how lucky are we that we are able to have open and honest conversations about different aspects and different things that we might not ever share with anyone else, but a commonality in a conversation or at a meeting or at a function or a gathering leads to some of the most interesting conversations about things that you might otherwise not ever learn about. And, and, you know, knowledge, Lori, can be applied on a serious basis. For example, you know, work or helping your community solve a, a, a real challenge that they're having. But it also can be used in a more recreational or fun basis. So, for example, one of my favorite games, and I'm very serious about this title, Lori. I'm, I'm telling you, this is what it says on the box. And I'm very good at this game. And I love to play challenging games where it's like a partner and me against another couple or something. I love this. But the name of this game is called Fact or Crap. Now, I, oh yes, you heard me okay. correct. So I'm, yeah. this is why I'm talking about knowledge being uber successful people's best weapon. I really win that game most of the time I play with anybody because guess what? They're not reading the books and understanding history and talking about what they learned on biographies. And and guess what they tell you? You know, like they'll tell you make up stories about Abraham Lincoln. I go, oh man, I got this one. You can tell me anything, and I'll know if it's a fact or not, right? And so I uh, encourage you to build that knowledge base because you can never learn all there is to know and you can never lose all that you learn. So to oh, me, it's, it's to me, it's just a powerful, powerful tool, not a weapon, but a tool. It's only a weapon if you're playing fact or crap. That, <laughs> and let me tell you, I wield that weapon big time. You don't even want to play me on fact or crap, Lori. I'm telling you right now, I show no holes barred. No mercy, I, no quarter. I mean, I listen, play the game. Yes, I'm. I'm the serious. Competitiveness. About it. Listen to that. <laughs> he is serious, ladies and gentlemen. This morning, woo! It's called don't fearless. Ask, <laughs> <laughs> don't ask Jimmy to play fact or crap unless you're really going to bring your game. Like, wow! I don't, want, I don't want you to think I'm competitive out there, folks. But let me tell you, <laughs> when I play Monopoly with my kids, 
and they land on one of my hotels. I tell you what, I can foreclose on them. No, no, just a heartbeat. It doesn't take me any time at all. I'll take everything they got in the bank. So words from an uber successful person this morning. So just to kind of give everybody a recap, let's talk five habits of uber successful people. I say uber five times fast. I don't even know. I can't, I can't even say it correctly one time, let alone multiples. Creating a habit of being deliberate. That's the first habit. The second habit, small victories. Third, of course, my favorite, gratitude. Fourth, being Jimmy's probably, the fourth one is probably Jimmy's favorite of being fearless. And five, knowledge. What an amazing top five habits to have of uber successful people. And we expect everyone out there that are listening this morning that you too can have success under these five habits. You can do it, put your mind to it and be a champion of yourself and your mindset and your circle around you of the people that you influence and and are with on a constant daily basis. Oh man, Lori, what a great way to end this segment. Hey, listen, folks, the challenge from Lori and me this week is simply this, take just one of these habits. So here's the other thing. Don't try to make too many new habits at once. Take one of these five that really stands out to you. That seems like it's something that would really empower you to be a bigger, better, and bolder you and work on that habit this week. Initiate it in your daily routine, whatever it takes. If it's a post-it note on the mirror, whatever it takes, put this thing in action and continue this daily process until you perform this habit subconsciously. Go ahead, improve your life in all aspects and show others how you did it. That is truly success by your own definition. That is the ultimate goal of successful people. And it's the ultimate goal that Lori and I espouse today to you and encourage each of you to go out and make the world a better place and live your life live a lot. by design. By design. <laughs> you know, we're about to get that. I think that was pretty I good. I don't know. Time. Maybe. You can get a complete transcript of today's show online at livealifeby.design. If you like the show, please tell your friends and family about it. Also, we would be very appreciative if you would leave a review of the show wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been a Life Master Key production. The program is copyrighted by Jimmy J. Williams and Company, all rights reserved. Our production assistant is Amy Cotton. Our intern is Brindley. Brindley.